This is Coos, owner of the Nomads. This is Smash Cash. Let's go. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Smashcast. It is I, your host, Commissioner Patrick, and it's been a while since we've talked, about two weeks, and what an exciting two weeks it has been. So much has happened around the Smash League. We've had some crazy COVID scares and schedule shifts. Um, COVID, you know, not issues, but scares is the right word because so far not much has actually happened to affect teams too much except for some funky bye weeks things like that and in turn you've gotten a chance to see the smash league's response to these covid situations which so far has been to basically do nothing and make people deal with it and i think that's working pretty well so far uh welcome to smash 2020 where we truly are just along for the ride and if it's not going well, then best of luck to you in the Sacco Bowl. I don't know what to tell you, but this is the world we live in this year. Is I have a feeling it's going to get a lot more crazy. And to reflect that, too, we now no longer have any undefeated teams, which, again, I think is perfect. Anybody, I look down this you know, list of teams, and I think anybody's got a shot at getting into these playoffs, truly. This well, mostly all these teams are are looking like they could do some damage down the road. There's still so much of the season, hopefully, left. Maybe not. Again, it's gonna be fun. So uh, let's go real quick through and just take a look and at the at the new rankings this week as we prepare for week six. Uh, shooting up the charts into first place is Nathan Riley. And uh, you shouldn't be too surprised to see him up there. This we're talking, we are talking about former league champ Nate Riley, after all. And here he is at the number one spot. And I think he has a decent team too. I don't think it's too surprising to see him sitting there. And number two is Drew, and at number three is myself, all at four and one. I do think that Drew and myself have some real nice, fake good teams. Myself, especially. Let's be honest. Uh, has not been going well, but four and one is four and one. So, and yeah, both our teams, I just think, just keep getting away with it. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, happy to be there though. Next at four, five, and six is smoking hot Nazi boners, the snooters, and uh, the humble fucks. So you got Colt, Matt, Mikey. Now we've got some actual good teams. Funny, funny note, look at points scored. These guys are all three and two, and they. These three teams have all scored more points on the season than the one, two, and three teams. So that might be your real one, two, and three. But again, three and two versus four and one, things are going to shift around real quick. And just goes to show that your top teams are hanging right in there. Also with uh, um, coming into seven is Scouts team, eight is Smarter Harder, nine is Sandbaggers, 10 is Crazy 88, uh, all with decent points scored. All these guys are two and three as well. Um, also annexation to Puerto Rico at 11 and, and the Coon at two and three at the 12th spot. So a lot of two and threes 
and then also no fully defeated teams as anybody who needed a win last week got it we got you ought to believe it at 13 and the nomads at 14 so jordan and coos rounding out at one and four but again i think potential for both these teams to do some damage down the road so uh it's going to be a fun fun finish we don't in my opinion have a real Sacco outlier. We don't really have a real boot front runner. And that's the way I like it. Let's have some fun. What else is going on around the league right now? Connor won't trade me Tyreek Hill. So that sucks. Dom keeps sending me bad trades. Dom, Dom, you absolute nightmare of a man. You adult piss baby. You just keep on sending these bad trades all over the league. I swear, I don't, I, I bet you Dom's daughter goes to school every day and like tries to trade kids her carrot sticks for like their snack packs and Lunchables. And the kids are all like, what the fuck? And Dom's just sitting at home like, I don't know where she gets it from. It's like, you know, this is bleeding through. Dom's, Dom's trades are, just as bad as they've ever been. Um, I think I finally figured out the enigma that is Keenan Scout Emma's team, which is that when when that team wins, Keenan likes to claim it as his team. But when that team loses, it becomes Scout and Emma's team, and Keenan might have to quit the league because he's too busy teaching Skype classes to college kids. So that's just kind of on a week-to-week basis on if, you know, wins or losses on who actually runs that team. So that's been kind of a fun ride. Um, what else happened just a few hours ago? Jordan took another hit, got boned by Le'Veon Bell joining the Chiefs. Very interesting development there, and it probably does not help Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So it's been a fun ride with him, I'm sure, Jordan. But once again, getting a bit of the shaft there. Um, Chris's team... Also can't seem to catch a break. He's, and geez, he lost Saquon. He lost somebody else. And and then, and now Dak goes down for the year. He was the number two quarterback. Melvin Gordon's just got a DUI. Um, sometimes it's just not in the stars. I think this was a decent team that has been falling apart lately at no fault to him. Well, I guess you got to get your locker room in order, man. You got to discipline these guys. They're going to keep doing this to you. And then, uh, Big trade, Kuz traded Michael Thomas over to the Sandbaggers. I guess I actually don't hate that trade for either one of them, personally. I think Aaron got James Gordon back and, um, or James James Conner, sorry. And uh, Dom takes Gaskin and and Michael Thomas. Uh, Yeah, seems fine, whatever, good stuff. So, nice quick recap. What's going on? I hope everybody's having a fun time. I know I am. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I feel grateful that we're coming up on week six, and I hope it keeps going. It seems reckless. I think the NFL is crazy for not having put in better fail-safes. You know, I think everybody just off the top of their heads has been able to come up with ways that the NFL could have planned for COVID better than they did, and we're all kind of suffering the consequences now as fans of the league they've made it work so far but they can't keep doing what they're doing and you know expect it to keep going well so you know that 
that leash gets tighter all the time for them. You know, why didn't they put in some building some bye weeks, extra bye weeks for guys that could have been makeup weeks, you know, if, if you had to sit out games for COVID or something. I don't know. I don't know how that affects fantasy, I guess, if, if very few teams are playing. But again, at least it's at least it's something to help the league. Uh, this just feels like madness. Uh, which is fun, I suppose, but also just a little a little crazy, a little uneasy. So uh, we'll jump in now to an interview that I actually recorded about two weeks ago, but I'm still going to throw it in because I think it's still relevant and interesting. It was with Jordan. I was able to catch up with Mr. Vegan right at the tail end of his vegan journey. I think this was about a day and a half before he was allowed to break vegan and was able to get a great interview with him. And then we'll, we'll come out of that into another, another interview and picks with a special league member. So hope you stay tuned and enjoy. And I will talk to you soon. Okay, joining me now for a quick uh, recap interview is Jordan Siani, owner of the You Auto Believe It franchise, but more importantly, uh, vegan for the last month. How you doing, Jordan? Doing well. Not a big fan that Keenan decided to fucking shit out of brick this week and shit it on top of me, but... You give you gave Yeah, I should have brick. Yeah, you should have brick. You gave Keenan his first win. I was kinda hoping he'd go totally defeated this year. I mean, I'm not ruining it out. I got three to his one and they're perfectly affable candidates to put up big numbers. Yeah. I mean I can't talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the week as the second lowest scorer against Kuz, who was going to be the lowest scorer. I do not deserve to be 3-0 and by any stretch. <laughs> yeah. The fantasy gods. That's not funny. Yeah, but hey, we're not here to talk about fantasy. We're here because I want to talk to you about where, if I'm, if I'm correct, you've got, what, like two more days? Is that right? It's the 20th, and I have a little under, <laughs> yeah. Right above two days, actually. Nice. Yeah, you're. It's uh, it's Monday evening, September twenty eighth. Yeah, and you're, so you're holding out for October first. Um, tell me, just we'll just start broad strokes and give me your overall impression, and maybe on a scale from one to ten, how is this experience for you, just overall? Uh, I don't think I did it correctly. Because the human body needs uh, the vitamin B12, which you can only get from meat. And so I didn't take any supplements. So I have been hungry all the time. I have not stopped eating. (laughs) Ever. That was one of my questions for you. I'll jump ahead because I was going to ask if you had any nutrient deficiencies that you noticed. You know, one in particular that I've heard is an issue for a lot of people who are starting their vegan journey before they really know much of what they're doing is they have a lot of iron deficiency. And so that was, I was wondering if you felt anything like that, or also just in general, if you learned anything about nutrition in your food, like if you paid more attention to that stuff or 
it sounds like you did not. You didn't supplement at all, and you just were kind of winging it. Like, I knew, like, what the definition of veganism was, for the most part. I will admit, the first day I fucked up because a, a friend brought over some veggie straw, and there is <laughs> some milk whey protein in there, yep. and I had no idea. So literally every time I've gone to the grocery store, I've had to cover that asshole that reads the labels sure. on what it is, which sucks because it extends your grocery shopping time by at least 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's got to be. You have to, though, because it's so hard. I mean, if you were to go vegetarian, that's easy because we're saying you're eating, then you're eating cheese pizza, you're eating milk and cereal. You know, whatever. Yeah. But going vegan, that's that's a whole nother ball game. Um, it's not easy, but I am currently close to eleven pounds for the month. Wow, eleven pounds lost. That kind of rolls into my next kind of just overall question, which was like, how did it affect your body? Like in in terms of talk about maybe. Yeah, I was curious. Like, yeah, did you did you shed weight? Did you? How was your sleep? How was your mood? Did you find that you were moody or in a good mood? Um, I know you said your bowel movements were more frequent, right? So how how did it affect you from a physical standpoint? Um, Were you grumpy? Like for the beginning week, it was like, it was tough. Like it was not. For the first two weeks, I was manageable. But at this point, like I'm starting to hurt. Like, after a month, like, you're talking to somebody who eats meat every day. Yeah. Like, every meal has meat, eggs, some animal byproduct, but mm-hmm. I, just I got feel done. like I needed, I think if I wanted to go <laughs> one more month, then it would be more detrimental to my health, to be honest. <laughs> Interesting. But maybe not if you started adding those vitamin supplements. I'm curious. If you got that, if you got that B twelve, and you got some iron, and you made sure you were doing that kind of stuff, it would have been different. But so I think you, did you see that shit about? Did you see that stuff about Miley Cyrus saying that she lost her mind because she went vegan? No, is that what she's blaming that on? I yeah, like the whole vegan community, courtesy of Kurt. I'm following some vegan blogs, but. <laughs> I, uh, man, I used to be a big Miley fan. She was like my celebrity crush for a while, but she started getting too crazy. And so there we go. Now I know it was the veganism that got her because I didn't know what happened. Hey, we didn't make it to the top of the food chain to eat what our food eats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it sounds to me like you're saying that you do not think that people were meant to eat like this. This is not your opinion. You think people were meant to eat uh, meat. To eat meat. If anybody hears this, it might piss them off, but yes, there's no reason. Like, obviously a nutrient is missing in somebody's diet when they go veganism. So either eat a pill or eat something that gives you B12. I'm sure I'm yeah. sure a lot of league members are grinning right now just hearing how much you did not enjoy this. I think that was, I guess, ultimately the point. But let's also, I want to get into maybe some positives too. Um, one thing I'm curious about is, did you try any like impossible burger or like beyond sausage or like, did you try any impossible brand or beyond brand meats? And if so, how did those compare to the real thing? Um, it compared 
reality too, like uh, how um, mouthfeel really, okay. and not really filling, because I could eat a whole pound of Beyond Beef and not feel full. I'd be hungry within an hour. Yeah, interesting. And it usually and it went with pasta and all that, but yeah, that makes sense. My cooking skills. My cooking skills aren't near what they should probably be when it comes to veganism, but. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to take, yeah, well, I'll say, because, yeah, I did that, um, I went to Burger King one time, I got an Impossible Whopper and a regular Whopper just for the fun of it, and did, like, a side-by-side, you know, and honestly, couldn't really tell a difference, but that's not surprising, because the Whopper's loaded with, you know, vegetables and the bun and cheese, and so, but, like, like the- yeah, in a burger setting, I wasn't surprised to find that genuinely could not even like tell the difference. But I can imagine when you're doing it on a more basic level, or if, or if the quote unquote meat is a more featured component of the meal, then it probably is much more noticeable. It's interesting. But um, do you think are there any like lasting dietary changes that you think you'll keep as a result of this, even if it's just you're going to eat more vegetables, or or no, you're going back to your old way of eating? Uh, snack foods. Okay. The way that I snack and like eat blindly, like when I'm watching TV, will definitely change. Because like, all it really is like a, a oral fixation while you're sitting watching TV. Sure. So, celery, carrot sticks, hummus, uh, nice. grapes, apples. I actually bought... When you were a kid, did you ever eat, uh, like, canned pears or canned peaches? Um, I'm familiar with canned, yeah, with, like, canned peaches, for sure. I don't know if I've ever had canned pears. But it's, what I used to enjoy as a kid was all syrup. It's straight syrup, and it's gross. Yeah. Don't recommend it ever again. Just buy a pear and eat it. <laughs> Fresh fruits for the win. <laughs> Um, is there like a yeah. meat or sorry, go ahead. No, you go. I, I was asking if there is like a meal that you really actually enjoyed and that you'll continue to eat even in like a vegan or vegetarian way, or, or maybe even a meal that you discovered more or less and that you're excited to maybe add meat to. I know one thing you had mentioned is that you actually really enjoyed the cauliflower hot wings. Was that the was fuck it? I did? That was that was complete sarcasm. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were serious. <laughs> like, no, that was garbage. I was gonna say I'm I a. Baked it and put garbage. <laughs> I'm a big fan of chicken wings myself, and I was so I was a little surprised. So okay, but then so so was there any you know was there any things I know you you tried out a couple of things, but. Nothing really jumped out at you, yeah. huh? It just, you were the whole time you were just thinking like, yeah, this would be better with with chicken or beef or pork. I mean, I yeah, I, a lot of it was to cook vegan. You can't really just throw something together real quick. Right, you have to really okay. plan and cook, huh? Yeah, like having the right ingredients and and you can't really do. Like you were saying, going to restaurants was difficult, huh? And you can't probably, there's not a lot of like grab and go options either for you if you're like out and yeah. about. It, yeah, like I mentioned a couple of times, 
without meat, cheese, eggs, <laughs> and I'm just taking extra veggies. <laughs> That's awesome. You're that apple. Yeah, but you're that apple that modifies the entire menu. The guy at the guy at Chipotle is scooping the extra fajita veggies like cool, bro. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, you got like two days. Tell me, October first. What is the first? What's what are you craving? Like, what are you gonna eat on October first? I'm going to go buy a half pound burger patty, or just ground beef. Make a half pound patty, put it on the grill, cook it mid rare, put guacamole on the bottom bun, put. Two slices of American cheese melted on top of the burger with six onion slices, and that is it. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy for you that you're going to be able to do that soon. Um, one, one more question. Go ahead. Go for it. No, you go. No, you go. Um. There's one thing on the podcast you were talking to the slut about. Mm-hmm. Have I caved? Have you what? Have I eaten meat? Oh. Have I eaten cheese? Yeah, have you, have you cheated? Yeah, because a lot of people think you for sure have. And I have not cheated on meat, cheese, milk, eggs. But I have put creamer in my coffee. Mm. And I fucked up the veggie um, straws the first day. Yeah. Wow. That sounds now, that sounds scripted. That sounds suspiciously uh, precise. So I kind of think you're full of shit. But hey, teach their own. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. No, I I believe it. Actually, I do believe you. I know you you said because you, you respect the sacco, um, and that, you know I gotta say too, it's not just did I believe in you that you would pull this off, but I'm particularly really impressed and sort of just inspired by what you've done here. Frankly, I think you could have really just not, not only could you have probably just cheated, but, or you could have just, you know, eaten fucking frosted flakes and potato chips for 30 days and just been really unhealthy. And like, even though, you know what I mean? And uh, instead I, I noticed I sent you some recipes um, that like that Catherine gave me. That's who that was from. You know Catherine Whalen. Uh, she's, yeah. she's vegan. Her, and uh, yeah, she's, so I asked her for some of her favorite recipes and I saw you actually cooked a few. So I was impressed that you really seemed to embrace the culture. You experimented with different healthy meals. You actually seemed to go all in on this. And honestly, I probably would have just taken an ass cat. <laughs> like looking back, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. That's interesting, huh? It, was it pretty expensive? I mean, I know, like, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a reason that, yeah, they can't, it, it's got to be expensive, huh? I mean, just because you had to go to the grocery store, every time you look at the recipe, like, I whipped out meat, cheese, and bread right. for 30 years, so having to uh, get all the condiments and the spices and the lentils and all that random quinoa shit. Yep. Well, and like you said too, you also, you're investing a lot more money and a lot more time into meal prep and planning and cooking. And so you're 
your life becomes more focused on food probably than it's been in a while, huh? And, like, because I, I mean, I work in a kitchen and I cook meat. Yeah, so you're so around it constantly. Like, <laughs> how to not nibble on a fucking piece of meat <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Or eat eggs, like breakfast burritos. Right. Totally. Gosh. Well, Jordan. So if, if, yeah. If anybody fucking loses two times in a row, unfortunately, don't go vegan. Shave your fucking head to your toe, thick razor. It would be a lot easier and quicker. I thought you were pro- let's let's promote ass tattoo because I've always wanted to see that the smash ass tattoo. Well, I mean that could be me. I could be the lucky the lucky duck to if I get because I'm I'm up for a second one. So okay, so like the first year, no matter whoever loses, if they haven't lost before, it's going to be the marathon, right? And then second year, we vote on it. I don't know. What I think that's debatable. I do think we're maybe past the stage of the like the novelty maybe is worn off a little bit in the marathon, and. Because if we come up with more creative stuff, but it also on the other side of the coin, it's tradition, right? And maybe we should just, if somebody's a first time sacco, maybe we should hit them with the, with the traditional man thong. Now that we're all getting older, that would be a tough one to, a tough pill to swallow. But every sacco that's happened so far has done has it. Worn one. Has worn one. That's a good point. Maybe that is what we stick to. I guess we'll. We'll decide that. We'll see how it's shaping up at the end of the year. Um, well, Jordan, I won't keep you much longer. Do you have any, you have any final thoughts for everybody while you got the platform right now? You're allowed to talk about fantasy again now. We don't have to keep it to just your veganism. I think we covered that. Um, not really. Good. I think it's anybody's ball game right now. It's pretty well even. It is. It's uh, it's going to be a good year, I think, and it's going to get a lot weirder too. So we're in for a fun ride. And I apologize to everybody in the Smash League that Keenan got first victory from the two-year sacco. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but I'm still hoping that tonight pays off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We got Monday Night Football going on right now. Yeah, I already got a field goal from Justin Tucker to ice my game against Kuz, and I'm going to beat him like. 69 to 68 and like probably one of the most embarrassing matchups that's taken place in a long time yeah you're only like a point away aren't you disgraceful yeah i think i was one point away and tucker already as we're recording this tucker already drilled like a like a 30 yarder so we're good three and oh club (laughs) but well Well, thank you jay all you guys patrick thanks for being a fantastic commission love talking to you and uh well, see you later. Love you, Jay. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Keep at it. Okay, and joining me now for the first time this year is the owner of the Coon franchise, Connor Riley. Connor, thanks for jumping on with me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Commish. So, how are things going with you? Uh, fantasy football-wise, I sure. know. Well, um, I, to I be can... honest, I'm, I'm pretty surprised that 
two wins on the year. So um, I think better. I'm actually on a two-game winning streak, if you haven't noticed. Are you? You went 0-3 now. So that is a good place to start. So the Coon, yeah, you're right. Uh, 0-3 start, now two wins in a row to get you, you know, sitting – where did actually 12th place, you know, in terms of points scored. Um, but still, two in a row, but two and three start a little bit rocky. So what do you what do you do to turn things around and make a playoff run out of this team? Well, I've got to, my, uh, I'm looking at my matchups in there. Um, I've got to kind of bank on my opponents having buys and injured players. That's what I've kind of done so far for my wins. Mm-hmm. Um, when I played a Colt, he had his two starting running backs go down, which propelled me for my first victory of the year. <laughs> um, and this week I've got snooters and he's got some serious buys this week. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this week too. Nice. Just so basically riding the coattails of other people's failures in a way. Exactly. That is, hey, you know what? You play to win at the end of the day. So I think it's a good, it's a good a strategy as anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. You, um, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, my team is pretty trash. Well, you know what they, you know what they call the guy who, who wins his matchup seventy-five to seventy. They, they, they call him winner. I like that. <laughs> that's that's Matt. If you don't like that, then you don't like Smash Football. <laughs> um, uh, next question: Why won't you trade me Tyreek Hill? Dude, that's the only I've received <laughs> probably twenty trade offers this year, and every single one of them, I believe, has been for Tyreek Hill, and not just from you. Dobbs <laughs> coming at him hard. Colts coming at him hard. Uh, a few other guys want, they only want Tyreek Hill. I don't know what the deal is with him. I mean, I, I get it. He's, he's my only good player. <laughs> but, but no, I don't, I don't know. I, he's, uh, he's, when did I draft him? Let me check. I'm guessing. I drafted him. I stretched for him. So you must have taken him overall. Like, what is it overall? 11th overall I drafted him. I really stretched for him. Oh, that's and, it. That's your first round pick. Yeah. Well, he is your best player, that's for sure. It seems to me, I, I know I've been trying uh, a little bit, but uh, it seems to me like Tyreek Hill is a coon for the year. It's kind of the message I'm getting. Yeah, yeah unless something drastic changes, I think he's going he's gonna to stay in the coon franchise. Yeah. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you another question, but you might need to think on this because it's a hard question, so we can circle back if you need to. Um, if, you could, if you could take one memory out of your brain and erase it so that you could then relive it from scratch, what would that be? That's tough, huh? Man, that's a doozy. We're going we're gonna to circle back. Think that over while I skip to this next question. What is the best flavor of LaCroix? I can't do it, Bryce. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, I uh, really opened a can of worms with that one. I didn't realize. Yeah, the, no. uh, the, uh, <laughs> the correct answer, by the way, is pamplemousse. But there you go. Um, Wait, what is the correct answer? Pamplemousse. It's, you just have to try it. It's fantastic. I'm actually drinking flat water as we speak. I'm, I'm a fan of all water, including bubbly water. I gotta say, I'm, I like I like a LaCroix. But, you know, not everyone has a sophisticated palate, you know? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like tomatoes when I was 11 years old, but I grew out of it. Some people, some people don't grow out of that kind of stuff, so I get it. No, that's actually not that uncommon of a take. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> do you do you miss Tom and Gronk, Connor? Now that we're like six, we're coming up on week six. How has that been going for you? I mean, I, I miss them on the, on the Patriots for sure. Um, well, I mean, it's been fun watching Cam, but I'm kind of glad that they're back together. I mean, they're they're such a good duo. It's just fun to watch them. Play, you know? It is. Well, so I mean, yeah, let me kind of rephrase it then. When, when you watch Tampa Bay and you see Brady throw a touchdown, or when you see Brady throw a pick six, how does that make you feel? When Brady throws a pick six, are you a little bit like, like, yeah, you bitch? Or are you like, or are you more happy to see him throw touchdowns and you're in your rooting for him? A little bit of both. Uh, you know, I, uh, I like to see him do good, but you know, I also am pissed that he left. Even though I think we're, to be honest, I think we're better without him with Cam this year. But um, I'm still bummed he left. I was hoping he'd be a Patriot for life, you know. So yeah. um, I, I'd say a little bit of both. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel the same way. Um, okay, this one we'll have to use our imaginations a little bit. So my okay. question is, who is the last guy in the Smash League that you would want? to date your sister. And I don't have a sister, so it's gonna have to pretend. Actually, even better, who is the last guy in the league that you would want dating Tucker? That we'll, we'll, go, we'll, go, we'll go there instead. Like, which, if you had to pick one, who's, who's the last guy you want dating your, dating your sibling? Well, I mean, like I said, the question isn't intended that way, but you just don't have a sister, so. Um, <laughs> but just, I suppose so, you know, it's, it's yeah. 2020, get over it. Yeah, it could be a gay thing. Uh, I'm going through the list. This is dead I air, Connor. I need to answer out there. <laughs> a lot of great options for the worst person, you mean? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't think he would treat Tucker well? <laughs> no, he's brutal. I've seen him at his worst. <laughs> you know, when Snooters gets drinking, and I can just, you know, imagine the the, the destruction that the Snooters could 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 force on on my uh, my make believe sister. Yes, he's he, and he is like just all alone down there in Texas. Like you have to assume he's just gotten worse, if anything. <laughs> we haven't gotten better, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, um, what's your, what's your favorite chick flick? Oh, um, my favorite chick flick. This, this seems to be a recurring question on the Smash Cast this 
here. I like it. I'm glad to hear you're listening. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've got a few. Oh, good. Um, I'm like cool. But He's so full of shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never seen one. Like, okay, cool story, call. <laughs> um, you know, I recently watched P.S. I Love You. And I thought that was pretty good. That's Hillary Swank, right? Yeah. And okay. Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Gerard Butler is just a, I mean, he's a man. You, you're a fan. Okay. Nice. Um, but I made this kind of, uh, you know, that movie's hilarious. Look at you are. Oh, okay. Brad, you said Bridesmaids? Yeah. Nice. That is a great movie. Yeah, that, that counts as a chick flick for sure. And I don't know if this one does. It might just be like a, just a comedy, but um, Pitch Perfect is... <laughs> I'd I count that. that. That's definitely geared towards, I think, a female audience, I, I would think. I haven't actually seen that one. Um, am I missing out? Watch that tonight. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. I didn't. Ava Kendrick and the uh, the fat Amy girl, whatever her name is, man, that, those two are spot on. Fair enough. All right, you, you, that's uh, didn't expect you to have so many answers there. That's that's brilliant. Um, all right, let's circle back. So remember the previous question: you get to remove a memory and experience from your mind to get to relive it again. This could be maybe a favorite book you read that you want to relive or a movie. It could be the first time your dad took you fishing. Um, it could be watching the Pats win the Super Bowl. Anything. What, what come, what, what's a great memory that you wish you could relive for the first time again? I understand it's a tough one to put you on the spot, but we're gonna need an answer here because I'm pretty committed to it at this point. We can move past it. It's okay. We're gonna to come to it. We're gonna give you one final shot. Let's after we do our picks. Let's let's get into the picks. How's that sound? I got a question for you. Fair enough. Let's do it. So what would you do in this scenario? So you've you've made spaghetti mm-hmm. um, the night before, and so for lunch next day. So well, you already have the sauce and everything in there. And so you pull it out, you have leftovers for lunch the next day. Mm-hmm. You pull it out, and the spaghetti has, or the, the noodles have kind of soaked up all of the sauce. So you, you take a bite and it's just like really dry. But you have a whole bowl of spaghetti that, you know, you're planning on for lunch. Mm-hmm. You look in the refrigerator and there's no like spare sauce or anything. What do you put on it to, um, to make it, you know, a little more juicy, a little more uh, less dry. Oh, boy, that's a pretty loaded question. I guess for starters, I would question what I'm doing. You know, I, th- I think my sauce is way too watery. I need to get that thicker, you know, so I need to let it simmer longer next time, you know, but now I'm taking the head um, to make sure that doesn't happen because that should never happen. Um, if I'm so, but now I've got this, this pile of noodles and it's soaked up all the sauce. I mean, why not add some hot sauce, you know, and give it some spice and get like some spicy tomato noodle action going on. Okay. Well, what kind of hot sauce? I'm a, I'm a Cholula fan myself. 
Um, that's my kind of just go to. I know it's I know that we're not talking Mexican cuisine here, but to me, Cholula kind of transcends the uh, the nationalities of of food. So I'll, I'll throw some Cholula on there. That's a good answer. Good answer. I actually had that dilemma today, and <laughs> I kind of panicked and put ketchup on there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I think I would have just eaten it. <laughs> it wasn't good. No, it. Uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, tomato sauce, and that that was the closest I had. I didn't even think of hot sauce, but yeah, I put. A, I, I mean, I, I really went for it too, and put quite a bit of ketchup on there. If your if your homemade pasta sauce is so watery that all the noodles are soaking up all your sauce, and then you're adding ketchup and the flavor is comparable, then I have to assume that you don't have a lot of Italian in your heritage because it sounds like spaghetti sauce is just not your forte. Is that a fair? No, I'm all Irish, Pat, you know that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to have to, I make, I make a pretty good spaghetti sauce. We're going to have to jump in the kitchen someday when we can get together. And I'll, I'll show you how I got this recipe passed on from my mom and it's, it's wonderful. And I'd be happy to share, share it with you. Excellent. Done deal. Um, well, let's crank out some picks. You into that? Excellent. Let me, let me see. All right. Um, we'll jump right in and do my matchup against Emma, um, the smarter, harder. So you got, let me see. In terms of bye weeks, she doesn't have DK Metcalf, which is awesome because that guy has been killing it. Um, yeah, they're comparing him to like the next Megatron and like um, who's else I can compare to? But I mean Megatron, I mean he's yeah, he looks. I know it's only like a it's a small sample size this year, but no one's looked better in the NFL, and he looks unstoppable. I know I watched. I'm sure you watched the Patriots game. He made Gilmore look like a fool. I mean, yeah. he is the real deal. So no DK Metcalf. That's good news for me. Um, I'm not really dealing with any bye week issues. I still don't have McCaffrey. That's pretty much. Uh, so I don't know if you. I don't know if you've got these. If you need me to explain the the rosters to you, if you've got this pulled up on your end or not. No, yeah, I just pulled it up. So okay. she's got Zeke going. Uh huh. DeAndre Swift. She had a. Uh, Emma had a good week last week. Didn't she? Didn't she beat someone? Um. What did she do last week? Let me, let me take a look. Um, going back here. Oh, no, she beat uh, Dom. When, when she started with on Thursday night with negative points, and she beat Dom. Oh, she you're right. That with a 116. Good call. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she did have a great week last week. Mostly due to... With that negative, negative points on Thursday, too. That's right. One of her running backs. She's been... That's been her... Uh, that's been her crux is finding a running back too. It hasn't mattered much because typically when you have Ezekiel Elliott, you don't really need a running back too, and that's been true for her so far. But uh, but yeah, there you go. So she did. She had a big win against the Sandbaggers. Um, I think the Sandbaggers got sandbagged pretty pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you think? Am I getting sandbagged this week, or you think I can? You think I can get her? My team, I think, is a fake four and one. I don't think my team's very good in general. Okay, I'll say that. Let's see your starting Philip Lindsay. Who did, did I saw something that Melvin Gordon got a 
D.Y. or something? He did. He might still play this week. I have no idea, but uh, he might not. But, yeah, Melvin Gordon with the D.U.I. Uh, not the coolest shit ever by Gordon. So if he... Yeah, Melvin Gordon's out. It's what it's so looking like. Yeah, I might mix things up. Um, I, I'm going back and forth between Jones. I'm starting Gibson and Davis for sure. Yeah. So it's between Lindsay and Jones. Okay. You know, even with uh, DK Metcalf on, on the bench, I think, um, I think I'm going with you even after Emma's big week last week. I think uh, your team... I think you got it in the bag this week. All right, thanks. I'm going to also pick myself. I'm, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to throw my guy Mike Davis a touchdown. I'm going to vulture some quarterback points from her and uh, steal another win in true savage fashion this year. It's just stealing wins. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go to um, next up. Let's look at your matchup against Snooters. Um, let's see. So, obviously, I know you know your team, but we got Pat Mahomes. Uh, Tyreek Hill, always pretty much a surefire, you know, connection for a 10-point swing on a touchdown pass. Um, you know, your running backs, hey, Devontae Freeman is a startable running back, it looks like now. So, um, Leonard Fournette, we'll see if he gets healthy. Obviously, with Ronald Jones, too, I don't think anybody loves that situation, but I think you'd probably be the first to admit that you have been struggling to find running backs this year. And I got to say, I love uh, Allen Robinson. Um, he's a beast. And if anything, the, the bears are holding him back. I would say he's maybe top five in the NFL in terms of just pure talent. Um, on the flip side, Matt has not set his lineup like at all yet. So it's a bold strategy from him, but uh, he has no Camara this week. He has no Darren Waller this week. He, you're right. He is, um, in some bi-week trouble, I'm going to pick you because I think that Matt's not going to be able to put together a uh, a competitive roster this week. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah, like you said, I'm struggling in the running back area. Um, you know, I thought I had someone good in Cam Akers, who's been, you know, it's kind of a three-headed monster in L.A. And then Joshua Kelly, I was stoked that – Eckler went down. I thought I had a you know running back number one for you know six weeks or so, but he's been struggling too, and it looks like he's getting beat up by that Jackson guy. So yeah. I'm struggling at running back. So I'm hoping Leonard Fournette will start. I mean, he had one good game, but other than that, he's been pretty dismal. So um, yeah, I will. I'll pick myself as well. There you go. Mahomes, Mahomes is going to have a comeback game. He's going to be on fire against the Bills. Um, let's move on to Drew Walters, and it's gone. Uh, four and one record, sitting in second place against the WTF Shady Nasties, also four and one record, sitting in first place. So we got top two teams right now squaring off. And I got to say, in my opinion, Drew is another um, Drew's another fake four and one team, in my opinion. And I think Nate's actually got a nice looking squad. He gets Cam Newton back, which is big. Um, Mike Evans, Will Fuller, and Amari Cooper is a great receiver for him. On the flip side, I like Drew's Aaron Rodgers, obviously, getting him back, but he's starting two Arizona running backs. 
He's starting Alshon Jeffrey and T.Y. Hilton. Wait, he's starting Alshon. Has Alshon even played football in the last, like, two years? Like, no. Is he in the NFL? Is this <laughs> – I don't get that start. Um, I don't either. Drew's best player, I mean, outside of his quarterback, frankly, is the Indianapolis defense, which is nothing to turn your nose at us because that's a darn good defense right now. But I don't know, man. Drew's team – well, Josh Jacobs and Keenan Allen on by, that's painful. Um, again, I don't know. Drew and I, in my opinion, have gotten a little lucky. I think Nate and Colt are actually good teams that just haven't gotten the same the ball bounce the same way as we have. So, to me, this is a no-brainer. Nate's, Nate wins this matchup, I think, easily and, and stays in first place. Yeah, I agree. And, and even T.Y. Hillen hasn't had a, a good year. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, that was a terrible yeah. trade for Drew. He traded uh, Robbie Anderson and Devin Singletary over to Chris in exchange for T.Y. Hilton. And Robbie Anderson is like a top 10 receiver. He's like leading, he's like second in the NFL in terms of receiving yards right now. He's killing it. And Drew got, yeah. Drew got nothing back for that. What's that? And Singletary's been doing pretty good too. Yeah. Drew gave up a lot to get nothing in return. I mean, hey, you win some, you lose some. That's that's tough, though. Yeah. I'm sure with these bye weeks he's dealing with, he would love to have those guys back right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's jump on to the Sandbaggers, uh, two and three, going up against the Crazy 88, Chris's team. Um, also, also two and three. Yeah, these guys are, are neck and neck with each other. Chris has had a lot of injury issues. He's the one dealing with Melvin Gordon's DUI. He just lost Dak Prescott. He lost Saquon Barkley. Chris has had a tough go. And then Dom, on the other hand, gets Aaron Jones back this week. Um, just made a trade for Michael Thomas, who's on bye, though, so that doesn't help him this week. So um, who do you like here? And unfortunately, Chris just is too wounded. Um, you know, that's sometimes how it goes. Is he had a nice looking team that it's just you can only you can only deal with so much, you know. So yeah. this is just feels lopsided, unfortunately, at least at a first glance right now. So um, next matchup we'll look at is Jordan's. You ought to believe it. Going up against um, Nick Riley's, the annexation of Puerto Rico. Um, how yeah these are both so yeah jordan has his kind of star player maybe is that clyde edwards hilaire who i don't know if you saw that news but lev bell about two hours ago just signed with chiefs so yeah so that's that can't help clyde edwards hilaire at all although there's a good chance that lev bell does not play for them this week so well that's not good for jordan's prospects um i don't think it affects him this week 
Uh, but Lamar Jackson's been struggling. That Taylor guy from Indy's been struggling. Cooper Cup is fine. And then what it looks like he's maybe, I don't know, he, he Jordan likes to not fill his roster to the last moment. That's typical Jordan fashion. So it's hard to really predict what he's going to do. And then on the flip side, we yeah, have Nick's team as well. Let me see. What, where is Nick in the uh, – he's also two and three. A lot of two and threes <laughs> in the league right now. Coming off uh, – um, coming off a win against Chris, a pretty sizable one actually. He's he put up one ten last week, so that's pretty good. But yeah, that uh, Miles Sanders and Joe Mixon—that's actually not a bad running back duo. That those two alone can win him a week. Adam Thielen um, and John Brown, and then that C.D. Lamb guy. His his core roster is pretty solid. Um, what, who do you like here? Yeah, I agree with um, with you. I think Nick. Nick's got a pretty decent team. Uh, let's see, he's, he's got Drew Brees on a bye, but he's got Big Ben to fill in. Um, yeah, his core roster is pretty good. I don't know about his bench, but yeah, his core roster is pretty solid. And then Jordan, man, I didn't hear about that uh, um, that trade. Yeah. Um, that's, man, that's a spicy trade. Mm-hmm. I was too. That's, that's a bummer. Um, well, yeah, it's too bad. I think too bad for Jordan, anyways. Um, but who knows? You, you never know how it's going to pan out. Um, you know, Edwards Hilaire is having a hell of a season thus far. So, um, with all that, I'm going to go with Nick. He's, his team seems a little more uh, um, put together at this point. I think you're right that Nick has a better team, but I am going to go ahead and pick Jordan here because I I'm just, I feel like maybe Edwards Hilaire blows up, I'm, Cooper Cup blows up, and I think Lamar Jackson gets it right and gets like a 40-point game for him, and he, and he sneaks in. I think the worst team wins in this week is my pick. Um, I think Brandon Cook had a huge week last week, finally. So, yeah, hopefully he can. Big play potential. Yeah. Okay, we got we got like three minutes before this recording session cuts us off because I refuse to pay money for the uh, – for the system I use. So we got two more games to get through in three minutes. You ready? Um, and this is a great one. Scouts team against the Humble Bucks. So we got what used to be Keenan's team, I guess, whatever that means, against uh, against Mikey. Um, one of my favorite matchups every year. Um, Mikey gets Devontae Adams back. DeAndre Hopkins is great. Kareem Hunt took over that backfield in Cleveland. Um, neither of them have a quarterback that's any good. But, uh, you know, Keenan's got Derrick Henry, which is great. That Madison guy to fill in will work for him, but still, I'm picking Mikey here. Yeah, I'm going to pick Mikey as well. Um, mainly just because it's Keenan, and I like to see Keenan lose, so. <laughs> then, On to the next one. Very nice. All right. <laughs> and then our last one, we got Kuz against, uh, against Cole. So we got the Nomads, who've been struggling. They're at 1 4 in 14th place, going up against Colts' team, who is three and two in fourth place with I think probably still the most points scored this year. So he's rolling. He's Josh Allen's a beast. Um, he is yeah Nick, but he lost Nick Chubb. He lost Austin Eckler for short term, and that clearly hurt him. Um, but it didn't seem to matter last week. Oh boy, but Kuz gets James Conner. He made that trade. That Claypool guy, Crowder, George Kittle. I don't know if Brady has a good game. I'm gonna pick the Nomads. I'm picking Kuz. Yeah, I was I'm going with Nomads too. You know, I like that James Conner trade he made. 
um, Chase Claypool maybe in a hell of a week last week if, if he can, you know, extend that this week. Um, and, and I think Crowder had a huge week last week. So um, I agree. He got left out on the bench too, who could, you know, be good for him in the future. But um, mm-hmm. I'm going with no bets on this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, absolutely. There you go. Well, we did it. Um, that's that's your picks for week six. Um, and you still got about a minute left on the clock, Connor. Do you have any final thoughts for everybody before we before we sign off? Um, yeah, let's go with the joke. Um, how did they know Princess Diana had dandruff? How? They found her head and shoulders in the glove compartment. <laughs> That's that's wonderful. Way to end it. Okay. Thank you, Connor Riley. Good luck to you this week. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Commish. All right. Don't hang up. I'm just signing you off. And that's going to put a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you for sticking with me. And... Good luck to everybody in week six. Hope you enjoy a Sunday filled with some excellent football and keep on smashing. Oh, thank you.